Thank you for working out a crazy timeline schedule. We, we had some fun trying to coordinate, but I'm happy we're here together. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. So am I. I'm so happy we finally got to meet. So Make it happen, not meet. <laughs> you have an amazing background, and I would love for you to share a little of your story to get us rolling with our listeners. Yes, so I'm uh, from South Africa. It's a country uh, that's well known for all its different colors and cultures. And uh, I've lived in three different continents. So from South Africa, the the travel bug hit me and I wanted to explore and see the world. So I moved to Great Britain and I stayed in London for a few years, Um, met uh, met someone and then traveled for love and ended up in Holland uh, a few years later. Then I was missing South Africa again, so I went, traveled back to South Africa when the economy crisis hit in 2009, and my mom was, uh, um, I had cancer at the time, she passed away, so I, I had this longing to go back to South Africa and uh, and be with my family, and had a wonderful seven years, was back in South Africa, different culture, and but then I was missing Europe again, I was missing the accessibility, um, the freedom and also that you could just, you know, travel to a few places and cultures and, and your close vicinity. And so I decided to come back here. And uh, so, you know, and, and part of that journey, I think, is, has brought me to where I am today, because every time you move to a new country, you have to reestablish, you know, where are you going? What are you going to do? Um, how are you going to present yourself? Have to apply for jobs and you have to, you know, work your network. And then also the trends of applying for jobs is changing uh, year on year and also season on season. Uh, and it's different in each country, you know, what a resume looks like in uh, in Texas might not, not be the same requirements as is London or Amsterdam. You know, there, there are so many different variables. And, uh, and part of this journey, I think, with, uh, with um, trying to reestablish, you know, who am I, where am I going, what am I doing, um, has taught me many lessons. And I have, uh, you know, I've gained a lot of experience in how to how to, um, shall I say, repackage myself and reconnect in different ways. You know, I'm also a person with a lot of different, uh, uh, different talents and, and different skills and passions. You know, and you'll see in my, if you go into my LinkedIn page, you know, I've done from finance to styling to merchandising to being a writer. And, you know, how do all of these fit together? And, uh, and, you know, now I'm currently working for iHeart Studios. I'm uh, working in uh, human resources. And in the last year with, with COVID, it's just made me realize, you know, what knowledge do I have? And, you know, how can I share that with people that's on a journey um, in wanting to establish who they are and their career and, you know, what is the perfect job for them? And, you know, my, 
you know, my most expensive lessons, things that's really cost me dearly is trying to climb the wrong tree and, mm. <laughs> and how people see you as not maybe necessarily in alignment with what your best and your, your, your strongest skills are. And, you know, how do you make sure that you land in an environment that's really best suited for your skills and where you are welcomed and you are also embracing the environment as much as you're being embraced? Oh, you brought up so many topics that I want to dig into. <laughs> I have to tell you, the, the climbing up the wrong tree, and it's funny, the reason I, I call this the recovering entrepreneur is because my recovery is really important to me, and I think it's put me on the path of, of where I am. Mm. And one of the things I talk about all the time is I always wanted to be vice president of floral. That was my, I want to be vice president. I want to be vice president. I went back to college. I learned how to golf. I upgraded my wardrobe. I did all of the things. <laughs> but if I was vice president, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. If I didn't take my journey, I wouldn't be able to impact all the people that I get to impact today, right? So <laughs> climbing up the wrong tree kind of has its purpose sometimes. It might suck in the moment. Might suck in the moment. It definitely sucks. <laughs> it's only hindsight that you think, okay, oh shoot, you know, that's I could have done that differently, or you know, I should have known better. But that's how that's how you learn and that's how you grow. Yes, I'm so I'm so grateful for that, and I, I'm grateful that it's put me in a position to meet other wonderful entrepreneurs like yourself and mm -hmm. explore these topics, right? Like. Digging into the cultures, like you said, you said you have to repackage yourself. Well, every time you repackaged yourself when you moved, you had a new skill set or new learnings from where you came from, right? Absolutely. And nothing's ever lost. Nothing's ever lost. I mean, every, you know, of all the thousand jobs that I've done, you know, I have calculated the other day that I, I've held uh, 43 jobs in total in my life. That's including you know, all the part-time jobs, you know, from the age of 16, going out, waitressing, you know, waitressing for 10 years while, you know, I'm studying and, and all the part-time, you know, all the part-time, there's major jobs and then there's smaller jobs that you do everywhere. Uh, you know, it depends on how you do it. And, you know, looking back, I would definitely like to give advice to those you know, they, they don't have to make as many mistakes as, as I've made. And I don't call them mistakes. It's, it's more, okay, that's, that's not really where, that's not really where I want to go. Or that's, that's <laughs> I'm not really being appreciated. <laughs> I should change the environment where I am being appreciated. And, uh, um, you know, I'd love to, to help, especially youngsters and people not to suffer, you know, uh, suffer through those uh, those environments as I have. I think that that's a great a great mission and I want to dig into that more but there's there's something I want to address that makes it even more special about you being you yeah. and I'm digging way back about a decade into my international business course and yeah. and trying to ask you the right question here. Yeah. When you go from country to country not only do you have to worry about how to show up for the employers, you have to learn, is it expat or what do they call it when you move from a different country than your expat? It yeah. is expat. Okay. I told you I'm going back a little ways. So just to have the skill set, can you talk through like what that looks like from moving to moving to even get yourself set up to be able to work in different countries and different continents? 
Yes, working in a in a in a different continent, it feels completely overwhelming. Just from a you know standard basic set, you know, think okay, who's my doctor? You know, can I speak the language? You know, and my hairdresser. You know, just the normal basics of you know finding a hairdresser, a dentist, a doctor, all of those things. You know, it takes a bit of time. You know, how do you do? You know, the house market, rental market. Each you know, each country has a as a different way. You know, one country might be really strong on on uh, on finding jobs through agencies, for example. While you know, other other you know, in Holland, there's only one place, one platform that you can rent or buy a house. You know, I know that's not the same than in other countries. So it's really good to 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 first find out. Nowadays, everything's on the on the net. So it's 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 definitely um, much easier than what it was 20 years ago when we didn't have Google and we didn't have the internet. Um, then it was connecting with friends as much as possible. You know, whoever is you know in your local area, and every connection is a good connection. You know, your local green market you know your green grocer where you go and buy your milk and butter it's like where what is the best place to apply jobs for you know can you recommend a really good doctor in the area i mean it's really when you go local that's where you get the most information from and it's to be open to the answers of your local community wow i didn't even think of those kinds of things um that's amazing insight so your specialty Outside of your day job, where where you want to help people is how to package themselves up, how to show off their skill set, right? Am I on the right track? I've created a a program called Land Your Dream Job Interview, and it's a challenge um, in 21 days. And, you know, if you think about landing your dream job interview, you know, there's only two outcomes. And you you, you will either land your dream job and have a wonderful uh, conversation with your new employer, or it's going to be with your audience or both. And, you know, which, you know, my course is really developed for you, um, sharing all my lessons in, in landing that perfect job interview um, that I've, you know, all the lessons that I've gone through in my entire life, but it's not only showing you from A to B, you know, how to do your resume or, you know, in Europe it's called a, a curriculum vita or CV in short. And, uh, you know, how to do your LinkedIn profile, all those, you know, all those practical steps, you know, that's one part of the course, but a big part is like who you are. And it's structured in, 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 in three different buckets. And the first is all about who you are, because if you don't know who you are, how are you going to know where and how to show up and how are you going to know what is really right for you? And that, I would say, is the strongest foundation of the course that I'm offering. And then the second uh, second part is really um, looking at what are the things that stood in your way? Like, what are the obstacles that are stood in your way? What are the things that you need to look out for, you know, and, and, and you know, before you apply for that perfect job? And through this process, you still might think, okay, I really desperately need this job. I, you know, how am I going to pay my rent in three months from now? Or, you know, how is this, um, you know, how am I going to get into this, you know, this company that you've dreamed of, you know, joining before? And, you might not know all the answers and, you know, that's what we deal with in the second week. And then the last week is really grounding all of that into very practical steps of how you can approach that, 
you know, this is then, you know, how do you present yourself on paper? You know, how do you prepare for the actual interview? Now, in the first part of the course, if you, if, if all the work has led you into, okay, now I want to open up my own business, <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> which it might do, um, which, which it might do, uh, then, then, you know, there's, there's still practical steps for you to say, okay, uh, and still tools for you to use that you could use. Okay, I'm going to go into the business direction and then you'll get a lot more clarity. So um, it's, uh, for me, it's also, you know, the biggest inspiration was, you know, when I came back to Europe the second time, I, uh, I'm 25, you know, I've got 20, 20 years of experience, but I haven't worked in Europe for seven years. And being as a, you know, an, on director's level or on a manager's level, uh, what happens is I haven't been in the market for seven years. Right. I haven't been in the market for seven years. So from a leadership aspect and from my experience aspect, I was, um, you know, I should be, yeah, but what Europe is expecting me to be is to have recent European experience. So I was kind of, uh, you know, how do they say it? You know, a rock and a hard place, you know, it's yeah. been a rock and a hard place. <laughs> Because now I'm too, I don't have enough experience experience to be in a director's role, but I don't have, um, and I'm too overqualified for the junior position. So then what do you do? Nobody wants to touch you because you don't, you're not this and you're not that. And, and, and then you have to, you know, be really, um, you know, put a different hat on. And that's, that's what's inspired me to help people. That really resonates with me. And my last company, it's funny because it's not just cultural or no. cultural in countries. It actually happened in my employer. So like I said, I wanted to be a vice president, right? Go to college, do all the things. All the things I was working on was the old way to get the job. Yes. Now with new management, their perspective is, well, let me hire the young ones who don't even know how to manage people, but they already have their MBA and they're tech savvy. So let me put them in leadership position mm -hmm. and I'll teach them the leadership afterwards. Like I, I was, I'm like, well, I can't compete. I'm not 25. I'm not fresh out of college, you know? So I've, I've been through that and, and it's the wrong tree. It's kind of how I found my wrong tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of on how my exactly. That's kind of how I found my wrong tree as well, and also realized what I really enjoy, you know. And uh, and people might want to put you in leadership positions, and but then what kind of leader are you is also the question that comes up, because leadership positions can also take on um, you know command and control type of leadership or is it a collaborative approach what kind of leader are you and what what are the leadership requirements of the company that you're applying for you know there's so many so many routes that you can take so if you're a command and control so if you look at, at a personality profile that's going to be you know a, a very strong red type of personality and you know collaboration is more on the blue part it's emotional it's connection it's a very different kind of leadership and we and different businesses to demand different types of leadership. And, uh, you know, and how do you evaluate yourself to know where you fit into those cultures? And, uh, you know, my, when I applied, when I came back, I was uh, unemployed for almost two years, a thousand, uh, one year and seven months. And um, I'm very grateful that I had, uh, um, I had the means to be able to support myself for that, for that time. And at that time, I think, 
for me, like thinking about starting your own business is so big, you know, so out of your comfort zone. And, and you know, I, I really would have appreciated somebody just holding my hand and taking the steps, you know, okay, here it is from A to Z, do this. And then you you will get there. And, you know, somebody else that can just hold your hand and say, you're okay, you can do this, take all these steps, and then you'll get there. And I was missing that at the time. It, it is helpful to have the resources, the, you know, I'm a big fan of coaches, now that I've experienced coaches, or at least I'm a big fan of the good coaches. That uh, <laughs> I'm not so impressed with. Um, you said a couple of things that that sparked and I lost. Oh, the leadership. So do you think that if you've been a command and control leader most of your career, or that's the work environment, do you think, I guess we have normal dominant traits, right? That come naturally to us. Do you think that you can learn how to be the other way? Like if you were emotional, can you become command and control and vice versa? Definitely. I'd, you know, I believe that we all have skills that, that we can evolve. But you have, an, you have a natural inner essence, and that's my vision. And the start of my company called Shining Essence because I want to offer products and services that really make your inner beings shine, that offers support for you to, to live your life and your, your fullest potential. And I know there are a lot of businesses out there that's doing this kind of thing. Mine is really focused on something, um, on really uh, creating a, an intimate community, on supporting my community in the best way, because uh, some of these communities are so big. And, uh, and, and part of that, you know, you, you can absolutely grow the skill sets. And I've been in positions where it's required, for, you know, of me to to be demand and control, but it's not my natural way. You know, my strongest, my strongest skill is connection. My strongest, you know, it's collaboration. So naturally what I'm geared towards, you know, at my work where I am now is if, if there's conflict, I'm being called in, mm. you know, and that's really my strength because, you know, that's the trust relationship that I've naturally built with everyone that works with me or that comes in contact with me. So why not, you know, work with your natural uh, natural skills and ability rather than, but I'm, I'm an absolute firm believer of constantly evolving your own skills. And, but if there's somebody else who's born a, a, a you know, a red personality, they get their biggest, you know, a biggest uh, satisfaction by just, you know, achieving and making marks. And like, they don't want to chat too long. They don't want to hear what makes your heart sing. They want to see what have we achieved today. And, you know, that's a very different mindset than, you know, okay, we're going to do this today, but I want to know, how do you feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think my style is evolving into doing whatever I didn't like about how I was personally led through my career. That's interesting. So, I didn't like not being listened to when I knew that I could make an impact, but I, you know, like it wasn't their idea. So it wasn't good enough or feeling like not trusted, mm. not collaborative. So like all those things that were pain points for me is like, okay, my company entrepreneurship, I get to do it my way, how I want. And um, 
you know, my partner is so heart driven and I'm so business minded and come from that controlling command that together it's like a beautiful creation because she makes up for what I suck at. <laughs> no, and that we should work together. And we, you know, I'm working um, now with my um, with my managing director on how do we build teams that got mixed um, mixed skills because at the end of the day, when you bring mixed teams together, those make the best teams. If you if you only have a, a whole team of command and control people, then that brings out a whole lot of conflict. You might get a lot of a lot done, but there's not going to be any fun in doing it. I mean, that's a, a it's the mix of people. If you if you can work in alignment, that's really bringing the project to the fore. Do you believe, I know I'm going off the rails from our original topic, but these things just keep, I'm thinking about the audience and then my curiosity. Do you think that having like the Google of the world or those, those, I almost want to say playful environments, you know, with like, I got to visit Google once and they had the massage rooms and the cookies and it's just amazing. Do you think that that kind of style yields better results does your experience tell you that um definitely something to be said for it you know i worked in environment you know i was lucky to work for both levi's and nike very different companies um uh you know levi's is a you know family company it's been around for you know hundreds of years uh, Nike is a, is a sports company, focuses on, on innovation, but definitely working for both, you know, especially Nike, where they provide a home, home away from home. You know, I don't have to think about, okay, when I'm going to exercise because everything's provided. You can just go and hit the gym, personal trainers, there's a tennis court, you can, you know, run in the forest and, and business is being done around the sports and the heart and the essence of the business. So if you're a sports person, you buy into the whole culture because that's what they, that's their motto. You know, if you have, if you have a body, you're an athlete. And that's what Phil Knight always used to say. And I think that essence of the company is, is really what makes Nike a success company. So if, if you live by the motto and the essence of the company, everyone who buys into that culture, it's much easier to align themselves with that culture. And um you know, the same, you know, for examples to be said, but, you know, by um, about Netflix, you know, Netflix, uh, they don't, they don't uh, hide behind the fact that, you know, you're only as good as your last job, you can get fired straight away. And they live by that, uh, which is great. They also believe in the immediate feedback, and it's all about collaboration. And if you see an opportunity to contribute in any way to making the company a success, you can. Nothing is out of your range, or you can just jump in and do that. And I mean, I, I think that's a fun, that's fantastic um, uh, motivation for people who's working in that environment to do better and to contribute and to collaborate. Whereas, uh, and it's not to say if you don't have that, you can't be successful. Um, it's more important, uh, you know, a scale-up company can't afford to provide any, you know, you're still making ends meet. You just want to have, you know, a, a cash positive balance. So you can't, you know, have a, a, a vending machine offering employees, you know, just free, free of whatever. Right. 
And but the, the things that you have that you learn in a scale up or a startup company is then you can wear different hats. You can do things. You, you know, you roll up your sleeves and you 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 do a little bit of HR and a little bit of testing, a little bit of that, and you you, you do everything. Whereas in a big corporate company, you're so focused on doing one task. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it it, it really depends. Um, but there is something to be said for this uh, moving forward. You know, all the Facebooks and the Googles. And uh, but the one question I would say is, uh, you know, it's how does it, you know, how aligned are you with that company? You know, is is the is if it doesn't matter. You know, you can have all the donuts and all the you know, massage tables in the world, but if you know if they are are doing something um, like let's take gambling for example and you don't like gambling then uh, <laughs> that's not going to be the right, right. environment <laughs> yeah that's a good point well you you mentioned it too as they create these atmospheres where you never have to go home mm-hmm. and that's what actually the the friend that showed me around had said you know like they they almost want to keep us here like there, there's no reason to not you can have all your meals and all the things you need so you you keep saying alignment with the companies that you work for Mm -hmm. so let's go back to your challenge for a minute Mm -hmm. I I love that it starts off with mindset that's what I heard Mm -hmm. getting our minds straight Mm -hmm. and you brought up the fact that people look at maybe finances over happiness alignment you know, like sometimes that question comes up. So what advice would you give, um, you know, like your ideal client or someone in the audience that's having this struggle? What would your wisdom be on that? It, it it's, depends on the questions that you ask yourself. So let's say um, I had, uh, you know, one of my uh, students, and during the first walk, her, her background is finance. So let's, you mentioned finance, let's uh, talk about finance. And she's saying, you know, I've, I'm a qualified accountant. I haven't worked for so many years. And, uh, and the first week, there's, there's a few exercises that's, that's going to make you dive deep. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge you to, uh, to evaluate who you are. And because who you are can never change, can never change. No, if, if you start thinking about all the things, but it's generally so deeply ingrained in you that you you have no, you just take it for granted and think everyone else is like that, mm-hmm. but it's not true. And she is an accountant, uh, and and she, she's had to work through a, a set of questions, and uh, and the questions. You know, it's a, it's 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 coaching, and the the questions ask you how you know how would an older person look at if you're going to do this, or how would a how would a millionaire look at you know you look at you? What advice would he give you if he's looking at you doing this? And she works through these questions, and you know, she, with her finance background, and initially her questions were very ah, oh, the child would say, I'm so boring and, you know, very negative because finance is boring. She's already made up her mind mm. that finance is boring. And but I said, okay, but how can you turn this around? Because I'm in finance and I do spreadsheets. And I, I believe me, like finance, there's a lot of creative ways that you can present numbers that's going to get you very excited. <laughs> excited. Yes. 
<laughs> I love numbers. I don't like counting, but I love numbers. It's weird. <laughs> yes. And it's, okay, how do you turn it around? Like, look at different perspectives. You can even say, okay, who are my heroes? You know, you know, I, for example, I admire, I love Stephen King. I love, um, you know, I always do a little, like, what would Stephen King do, you know, if he had to look at this problem? Because he's got such a wacky, you know, out there mindset, you know, if I was going to do this, what is he going to tell me? What does he think about this? And you, and then you, you just look at it with different perspectives and then you get different answers. I love that. That's brilliant. Like, that's really brilliant. <laughs> wow. So tell me, tell me what your, you're, you're pretty young at this as well too, right? Like we're in our first couple of years what what do you hope to do like where do you hope your path takes you what would you like to accomplish long term personally long term personally you know i would i would want to help young entrepreneurs also starting their own business but most of all i want to inspire people to live a life of their dreams of you know to live a life in their full and true essence and 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 not to doubt who they are but to intrinsically know like their their beautiful essence because all of us are born so beautiful in this world and then you know we just get bogged down with so much stuff you know you need to believe this you need to act in this certain way you need to speak like this you need to drive this car and all this which you know excuse my friend just absolute bullshit you know and you know, at, at the end of the day, and your purpose always changes, you know, and 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 you evolve with that. And, and, and long-term, I want to inspire and support people to live that essence and to, and to bring programs to help people um, to know that they're not alone and that we are contributing to making this world a better place in whichever shape or form. And this is my way. I'm sharing my lessons. You know, what is your way, you know? Each of us have a way and each of us have lessons and, and talent that we can share. And how can I excavate that talent to support all of us making this world a better place? That's, that's amazing. It's a beautiful mission. And I'm going to just kind of expound on that. If, yeah. if there's entrepreneurs out there or people that are just feeling stuck and, and just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. I remember at one point in my life, and of course, this is how my gambling career got me here, right? Like at one point I'm thinking, what is the freaking point? I go to work to make my money, to pay for the roof that I live under, to pay for the gas, to the car, to take me to the job, to make the money, to do the circle again. And it yeah. just felt like a circle over and over and over again. And I just want to call that out. Like a couple things, anything is possible. You don't have to live that way. I think you used S excavate like what's in the people. I love that. And I also love that I've been blessed enough to meet people like you and some of the other guests. It's not just a, we're not having a money conversation. We're not having a 401k conversation. We're not talking about those things. We're talking about being lit up and being excited and wanting to do the jobs. And you just, you just totally come like, I do it. I want to show up every day. I want to help. And, you know, ultimately, yes, I'd love to be independent. I don't want to, you know, in the long term, have my own boss, but I can contribute. This is where I am now. And we have to accept where we are today. And if we don't have full acceptance of where we are today, there's, 
there's no way for us to create that better future. And But to understand, okay, this makes my heart sing. I really enjoy doing this. <laughs> and this is my purpose. This is how I'm helping people every day just by me showing up. I don't have to try. I don't have to be anything. I just have to be me. And this is my contribution. And everyone should know that and feel that. Yes. Yes. Love it. Okay. I have, I have one more technical question. Um, and then I have my fun question till episodes start going and people know what my fun question is. It's fun for me. Uh, <laughs> is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd want to share with the, with the audience about you, about your business, about anything that you think might serve them? Um, it is, I think most important for me is, is to take the steps. And I'm also speaking to myself, speak to you, all of us, you know, Progress is better than perfection. You know, Marie Folio always says this, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a big believer in this. Instead of striving for perfection, instead of, you know, instead of striving for perfection, just make the steps, but know what you want, and then be consistent in, in how you do that every day. So many masters and gurus are saying that. And uh, at the end of the day, your intent, if I, I know that my intent um, if I can help one person, then I know I've brightened up another person's life. And, and for me, that's what it's about, is just continue taking the steps. And sometimes it feels so hard and we're doubting ourselves. And, and that's just mojo in our heads because once we know, okay, here's the heart and the heart can't change. It's just the mind telling you different stories. Just take the steps, get up and do it. Yeah. I love that. One step at a time. We'll One get there. Exactly. And when you do the work, you'll always get there. Yes, that's the other piece. <laughs> that's the other piece. I get so fired up about that. So <laughs> I, I I'm doing um, a challenge myself at this at this moment. I'm on day 25 of a 30-day miracle challenge. <gasps> Whoa. So it's a spiritual kind of thing. I, I, I went to... Um, a virtual conference. This man was there and it's kind of a good reset. And I'm not, I don't have a strong affinity to religion, but I'm trying to understand spirituality and it ties into business and recovery and life and all the things. Yeah. And he, he talks about a lot of, a lot of the things that show up in business, I guess, mm -hmm. and having complete happiness, having, doing the work to get there though. Like he told this, this morning's lesson was about a farmer who the, the concept he was trying to teach was how much of it could be like, you pray to God to get your miracles or do you do the work to get your miracles or is there a balance? That's essentially what he was trying to teach. And he told this story about this farmer who prayed for beautiful crops and a great harvest and all this stuff, but he never planted the seeds. So the point about doing the work, whether it's having the faith or, or having the right skill set or whatever, like you're teaching them to put their resume together in a way that makes them deliverable or all those things, you got to do the work to get there. So I love calling that out too. Got to do the work to get there. And, uh, and, and, and now, 
you know, since I've started this, I've, I've developed a long course. But since then, people say, well, if I just want to apply and, you know, go for the job. Just give me the short version. So I'm looking also at a program that's a five-day. and But that doesn't go as deep. This is just practical. And But the real magic is actually when you do the three-week program because that's when you dive down and understand who you are and make sure that you don't climb the wrong tree. Whereas... I can tell you how to do a CV and and do it for you, and you know you can get the job and and prepare for the for the interview interview in an apt way, shall I say? But it's um, there's so much more. <laughs> so just to be clear that I heard you correctly, people are struggling with the concept of investing their self mm-hmm. and their time for three weeks, which could maybe change the whole trajectory of their life, 100%. their happiness, their wellness, the wrong trees, and, and people are struggling to invest three weeks. Three weeks is absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, guys, if you're listening out there, you're worth it. Invest in yourself whether it's with Marin or whatever the thing is you need to do, don't sell yourself short. I just have to say that. Never. No. <laughs> Go and shine in your full glory. Yes. I'm so, I'm so lucky to have the right kind of people in my space. That just made me so happy. So thank you for being here and lighting me up. Thank you so much for inviting me, Bobby, and that you're so passionate about also contributing to young entrepreneurs like myself. Yes, I'm not young, so let's not talk about that, but a young entrepreneur. And and what's inspired me that it's never too late to start anything at any age. And uh, and thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to talk on your show. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. All right, here comes my question that I ask everybody. And I don't want you to think it has to be business. I want the first one that comes to your head. But what is your favorite book? My favorite book of all times or um, this year. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, Whatever you feel compelled to share. It could be both if you want. Sure. This, I would, I mean, there are so many books that's made an impact. I think one of my earlier books that's really made an impact is uh, The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. And it's, and she's written it, it's about two architects and about how they, they have different visions. And one is where, you know, building and designing sustainable buildings that actually blends in with the environment and kind of their personal journeys in their own discovery, in their creativity, and in their success, that's really made a, a huge mark on my my earlier years. Um, and it's a uh, and this year, as my favorite book's been, uh, um, it's let me it's the uh, no, I've just hit a blank. Uh, You're good. I'm so I'm in my hotel room, and it's been pretty quiet until this episode and I've heard more action in that hallway than I have in the last five days in the last hour we've been sitting <laughs> crazy no, the, the compound effect the compa- compound effect and it's it's 
really a fantastic uh, self, a self-help, self-growth book that puts it all together, no bullshit, and uh, that's been um, been my, my my best book this year. Perfect. So, in addition to all the links on how to follow you, how to find you, mm-hmm. we're going to put everybody's favorite book in, you know, with the bios and stuff, and and put links in so people can find the books because. Oh, okay. Yeah, if they're impactful enough for the entrepreneurs, it gives people a good good starting place. Yeah, Iron Rand, I would say that's a, that's a really old classic, but the compound effect is unbelievable, especially for any entrepreneur. On making it happen, on taking the steps and being consistent in your steps, it will grow. It's like watching what you invest in every day eventually grows exponentially. And that's what the comp- compound effect has taught me this year. And if you if you get up and do five minutes of something, you know, if you just knit a little bit, what's that TED talk of the guy? He's just started knitting. He doesn't even like knitting. And then, uh, and you know, after a year, he had a you know, big blanket. And then he's, you know, he started knitting and covering mountains and rocks. And, you know, he's, he's now knitted the biggest blanket in the world. And it just starts by taking small steps every day. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Marin. It's been, it's been a great way to start my day. I have to tell you. Oh, wonderful. And it's a great way to end my day. <laughs> well, thank you. And I will see you the week uh, th- that you launch and we'll do our chat together. So we can wow. talk more if the audience has questions for you. So good yeah. to see you. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, can't wait for the launch.